Now, if this is your first time to our Wednesday night Equip and Disciple, we want to welcome you. Can we just do that? Welcome all those that are new tonight, if this is your first time. And we just love coming together as the body of Christ. Now, tonight we're continuing in our series, Being Spirit-Filled and Spirit-Led. And some of you are in our marriage uh, class. Some of you are with the book of James Bible study. So I'm going to dismiss you right now and you can go into those groups. For those of us who will be in here, we're going to be in the book of Romans chapter 8. So you can be dismissed for those of you who will be in the other areas as well as our youth ministry. And uh, so turn to Romans chapter 8. We've been reading this scripture and this has been the foundational scripture for this series that we're going through being spirit-filled and spirit-led. Last week we talked about the Holy Spirit being the conductor and that he conducts our life. And so tonight, we want to talk about being moved by the Spirit. Or what does that mean? What, is, when, what does it mean when we say, let the Spirit move? And so if you want to write a title, if you want to remember something, just remember, moving by the Spirit. If you want to remember that tonight, moving by the Spirit. It's easy to remember. So Romans chapter 8, I'll read from verses 1 through 14. And it says in verse 1, There is therefore no, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. In verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh, flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity with God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, because the flesh cannot be one with God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. In other words, if you receive Jesus Christ, then the spirit of God is living in you. So this is, the Bible is talking about you who gave Christ your life. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. In other words, your spirit does not, it's not in the hands of God right now. You're living on your own. You're walking by the flesh. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. See, it's the spirit that connects us with God. So you're going to be a child of God when you give Christ your heart. Otherwise, you can do the religious things but never give Christ your heart. And you can do the things of religion but never connect with Jesus Christ. 
And so what the Bible is telling us and what the Lord wants us to understand is he wants us to be one with him so that in the spirit we can walk with him. That's moving in the spirit. It's his spirit. It's not our spirit. It's his spirit. We're moving by his spirit. See, if you can, if you can remember this, if anyone ever asks you, what does it mean to, be, to move by the spirit? It's very simple. The flesh says, what can I get? That's what the flesh says. That's moving by the flesh. What can I get? What can I get from you? What can I get from church? What can I get from worship? What can I get from people? That's the flesh. The spirit says, what can I give? What can I give to people? What can I give to the Lord? What can I give to you during worship? Not make me feel good. It's, Lord, I want to give my worship to you. I want to give you honor. I want to give you praise. I want to give you honor and glory. That's moving by the Spirit. Or when you go to eat dinner and you look at your rice and you go, why can I get more rice? That's the flesh, what you can get. The Spirit says what I can give. Oh, I don't have that much rice. Oh, so-and-so don't have much rice. I'm going to give my rice. So that's moving by the Spirit. It's not a fleshly thing. Moving by the Spirit It goes against our flesh. Our flesh always wants more. But the spirit wants to give. And so the spirit is always moving. Always moving. The spirit of God is always moving. The spirit of God is not dead. The spirit of God is alive. So whenever someone says, I didn't feel the spirit moving, what they're saying is, I wasn't moving by the spirit. See, the spirit of God is always, always moving moving because he's alive so whenever i say i didn't i didn't feel the spirit moving that means i wasn't moving by the spirit i was moving by my flesh and i can pinpoint exactly where it was that i could see where my flesh was at if i ever say oh i didn't feel the spirit moving i could say wait a minute where was it oh there it was it was my flesh saying what what i couldn't get I couldn't get anything from this. I couldn't get anything from that. I I couldn't get anything from worship. So the spirit wasn't moving. No, no. You give. That's the spirit moving. The spirit is always moving. The question is, are you moving with the spirit? The spirit is always moving. It is constant, unchangeable, always moving. The question is, am I moving with the spirit? Now, many will come to Jesus Sometimes because of the moving of the spirit that is in them. But they also go come to Christ out of fear. Some people will come because they are afraid of going to hell. And that's not a bad idea. I mean, I'd rather go to heaven. And that's a good choice. However, the spirit of fear must transform or there must be a transition from the spirit of fear to the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of love. There has to be a transition. Otherwise, you're going to move by the spirit of fear. And if you come to Christ out of fear, I think it was in the 70s, it was the turn or burn stage or season. It was, if you, turn, if you don't turn to Christ, you're going to burn in hell. So a lot of people came to know Jesus Christ. So great movement happened, and then a lot of people gave their hearts to Jesus. However, that needed to shift from fear to now moving in the spirit of God. Otherwise, you're going to move in fear. 
If you don't switch from fear to love, then you're going to move in fear. You're going to move in fear when your marriage is falling apart. You're going to be afraid. You're going to be frightened. You're going to panic, and you're going to say, how am I going to make this work? And so you move in fear. You'll move in in fear when you see the economy break down, and then you'll be fearful. And we've seen this happen with, with countries around the world, nations falling because of the fear of the economy. So everyone just takes out their money, which is the worst thing they can do. So in the fear of things, you can make things worse. You fear that your relationship is not going to work out. So you try everything possible to make it work because you fear losing that person. Or you fear that uh, someone is going to do something to your home. And because of fear, then you do everything possible to protect your home. Nothing wrong with that. You can have the same result at the end when you move by the spirit than moving by fear. So you might be thinking, so what's, what's the use then? I mean, if you end up in the same place, moving by fear and moving by the spirit, isn't, isn't the goal to have the same result? No, 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 not necessarily. See, we're not result-oriented people, are we? We shouldn't be. We should be obedience-oriented people. Regardless of the results, are we obedient to Christ? That's why I'm, 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 I appreciate those that shared the word of God tonight with being, the word was peace, and then God giving us chance after chance after chance that we encourage each other. Because in obedience, you're not going to know what the results are for each individual person. But that's, that's not your heart at all. Your heart was to say, I'm obeying you, Lord. You're responsible for the results. That's moving by the Spirit. See, the flesh is always going to wage war with the spirit. Otherwise, if we move by the spirit of fear, then we're going to see results that we don't even want in the first place. And if you don't move in the spirit of love, the spirit of God, then you'll move more by feeling than faith. If you feel something, then you're going to move on it. Rather than, Lord, I don't feel like obeying you, but my faith said, This is the best thing for me. I don't feel like reading your word today, but my faith says something is in it for me, that you're going to do something in my life. So I want to give you my time, and my faith is put in your hands. I don't want to move by the feeling. I want to move by the spirit. I want to move because of your spirit and the faith that you have given to me. The same goes with how we, I mean, if you just turn on the news, you'll see constant, constant fear in the lives of many people. And it can spark fear in us too. You turn on the news, you will hear about wars, uh, nations going to war against nation. You'll hear about civil wars. You'll hear about these protesting that goes on. And it can turn out violent and riots. And so you become fearful. And because of the fear, now we start to kind of play it safe with each other. And we're, we're, we're not too sure about what to do in life. And so because of fear... Now we move in that direction, and now we're, we're a fearful people who move with the spirit of fear. And God says, no, no, you, you got to move by my spirit. If you continuously move by fear, then you're going to get stuck in the ways of the world. You're going to be thinking how the world thinks. Matthew chapter 24, verse 6. I love how Jesus speaks this, and he, he wants us to hear his voice when he speaks this. And I'm so glad Matthew, who was one of Christ's followers, wrote this down. Matthew chapter 24, verse 6. 
in the New American Standard Bible, Jesus says, you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. And then he says this phrase, see that you are not frightened for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. He said, these things must take place, but see, see that you are not frightened. The world will move by the spirit of fear. However, God's people must move by the spirit of Christ. In the days that we live in, it's, it's a necessity for us to move by his spirit because the world doesn't see it. The world only sees fear. And so when the world sees fear, it'll only take on that spirit. And you can't turn on the news without even seeing something bad happening. And when, the, when Jesus says, you're going to hear rumors of wars, you're going to hear that. In other words, you're going you're to hear nations talk about each other. You're going to hear how they're saying, well, if this happens, then, we're, then that's it. We're going to strike. You're going to hear the rumors of wars. But Jesus says, just don't be frightened. These things must take place. Now, if Jesus told us not to be frightened, then there's a reason why he's telling us not to be frightened. There's a reason why he's saying all of these things are going to happen, but see to it that you are not frightened. How could he say that? Because the spirit is always moving. The spirit is always doing something. And when when it looks like the world is going to fall apart and there is no hope left, we have hope because we have Jesus Christ. We cannot see what he sees, yet we can hear what he is saying. We can listen to his voice and we can move by his spirit. John 14, 26, Jesus says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. In other words, you're going to listen to the news, you're going to listen to your friends and even family members, and they're going to tell you things and you're gonna, you can, it's going to spark fear. Especially with, with videos that it can go viral and, and people will share videos and you got to go check out this link. Just read this link and it's, it's horrible. It's horrible what the government is doing. And, and it may be so. It may be so that these things are happening. However, Jesus actually said these things must take place. But see that you are not frightened. I love how he says it in another scripture. He says, in the world you will have trouble. But fear not, for I have overcome the world. That's your Savior saying that. That's your your Lord saying that. That's the one who died for you saying that. He's telling you, don't fear. There's going to be trouble in the world, but, but I've overcome the world. In other words, when you move by his spirit, you're in his spirit. You're taken care of by his spirit. You're you're welcomed by his spirit. You're embraced by his spirit. John 16, verses seven through nine, Jesus says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if if I go not away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they Believe not on me. The Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit will come and he will reprove or convict. He will find fault or to bring to light or to expose the world of the sin that we have inside of us. 
And he does that not so that he can pinpoint wrong. It's so that we can move by his spirit rather than the spirit of fear or a sinful nature. Sin ends in death. That's what the Bible tells us. But the spirit of Christ gives us life. Now, some religions will teach on on doing the prayers, and prayers will make things work out. In, In other words, if you do something wrong, all you have to do is do these prayers, and everything is right. That's certain religions. However, in our walk with Jesus, or we call it Christianity, or being a disciple of Jesus, we can pray. We can pray all we want. But the Holy Spirit will still convict our hearts. He'll still convict our hearts. When you have the Spirit of Christ in you, you can pray all you want. However, when you want to move by the Spirit, there's going to be a deep conviction that says, yeah, you may have done all these things that are wrong. Your prayer is not making that correct. And then you you pray, pray, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you go do that again. No, no. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Because once that conviction comes in, then the wrong that we're trying to do, it's not going to even be enjoyable because the Spirit of God is moving in here. The Spirit is always moving. The question is, are you moving with the Spirit? God wants us to move with Him. See, the difference is not in the doing. That's what many of us try to do. I've, I've fallen into that, and I, I got to correct myself all the time with, okay, it's not what I do, it's who I am, Lord. It's who I am in you. Otherwise, I think my prayers is what, is, is what will bring forgiveness in my life. I think prayers will make everything work out together for good. And although prayers are good, and although we need to pray, it is more than the doing, it is in the being. It is understanding who we're praying to and, and why we're praying. That we pray to connect with God, not to pray to push down our sin and to make things better. It's so that we can connect with the Lord. And when the Holy Spirit convicts us, now we can follow him and we can move by his spirit. Otherwise, we're darkened and we're, we're actually we're blinded by the sin of our life. John 16, verses 10 and 11 Jesus says, righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Here's why you need to be filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit. Because when you want to disobey God, the Holy Spirit will come alongside of you like a friend and say, oh, brother, it's not the way to go. No, 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 I, I can do this. Then I'm going to ask God for forgiveness. The Holy Spirit will say, yeah, 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 I know, but you're, you're, you're actually heading towards a cliff. Yeah, yeah, but I can jump off. God can save me. And then I'll just, I'll, get, I'll, come, I'll climb back up. And the Holy Spirit will continue to bother you until you understand why the Holy Spirit is there. It's to bring righteousness into our lives so that we can move by his spirit. Otherwise, we keep moving by our flesh. He knows what route to take. He knows what direction to take us. He's the guide unto all truth. And even though we may know there's consequences to the things that we do that are against God, sometimes we just still go. He says, no, no, if you go this route, you know there's consequences. Yeah, I know, but I cannot help it. That's moving by the flesh. What can I get from this? The Spirit says, no, I'm going to die to my flesh and I'm going to move by the Spirit. That's the part that God is after. He's after our spirit. And the more you bring in what is not of God into our lives, the more desensitized we are by the spirit of God. 
And the more we just bring in what is not of God, the more we bring in. In the beginning, it's like, ah, ah, ah. After a while, it's like, ah, I can take it. Then we just keep bringing in other things. And then we're just immune to sin or certain sins. And we don't even know we're, we're disobeying God after a while. We're just, it's just automatic. Now, I, I eat a lot of you know, various kinds of foods, but I, I don't like spicy foods. I'm okay with it just a little bit. Like if it's like, uh, I don't know, poke, I can have like a little bit, you know, um, if it's a little spicy, I'm okay. But I don't like, like some of you, you like it like muy caliente. You want it very hot. You want it like burning. You want to you, you sweat. You're like, oh, this is so good. Then you put all of the, the chili peppers and everything. We were eating lunch one day, and, and a lot of our staff women, they love things hot. They want wasabi in it. Like they put wasabi with like shoyu, and then they mix it all up, and, and, and then they, they, they add the other hot sauces, and they carry Tabasco in their purse. I'm like, what is that? It's like better than pepper spray. So, the, the, so when we're eating lunch, they say, you should try. And, and I, I, when I tried wasabi for the first time, I didn't know. It looked like candy. It looked like, you know, taffy or something. And I just ate it. I was like, oh, oh. cleared my sinus. I mean, that's, the, that's better than Vicks. You like clear your sinus, put wasabi right over here. Just put them on, rub them on top of your chest. Clear everything out. We're eating lunch. All I hear is, oh, this is so good. And I'm thinking, what? What are they doing? But they're sniffling because it's so hot. But they, they're immune to it. I, on the other hand, I put a little bit and I can taste it. Just a little bit and I, I can taste it. They can pack it on. They don't feel a thing. Because they always eat like that. They always eat it spicy. Now, it's the same thing with sin. If you rarely bring in whatever is not of God into your life, you rarely do that. Boy, when something comes in, you feel it. The bug a burn. You are going to sense something. And if you continuously do one thing after another that is not of God, you actually become immune to it. You don't even know it's there. Other people have to tell you, and then you deny, oh, no, 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 I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You don't even know you're lying, or you lie so many times, you're like, okay, where was my lie? Oh, no, you got to, like, download the lie app. This is my lie, this is my lie. Okay, this is where I am. When you cover lie upon lie, you didn't even know what the truth is. And so God says, just put that on the side, bring in more of me, less of you. Like John the Baptist said, may I decrease so that you may increase. We just need less of us so that we can have more of his spirit, so that his spirit can move and less of us in our flesh begins to move. John 16, 13 and 14, Jesus says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. In other words, the Holy Spirit will make an announcement to you. The Holy Spirit will make it known to you what is about to come. What's going to happen? What, what, what situation is, is going to come your way when you move by his spirit? Because he's going to guide you into all truth. The spirit is always moving. The question is, are you moving by his spirit? Uh, Wilfred was just talking about the weather and, and it being super hot, you know, hitting record highs. And we're like in the high 80s. And I'm thinking, boy, this is super hot. And then you look around the nation, they're like in 120, 115. I'm like, thank you for the 88 degree weather. Imagine if it was 100 over here. 
we would, we'd just go beach, have church at the beach. That's what we should do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, so when you, let's just say you're, you're a, a hunter or you're a, someone who goes diving. You normally check out what the weather is. You, you check the tides, or if you're a fisherman, you check the tides. You, you want to see what the weather is like. You want to see what the, what the environment is like so that you can prepare for what you need. You, can, you, you, know, you need to know what you're going to pack according to the weather. You look outside, and if it's just blue skies, you don't need an umbrella unless you're trying to protect yourself from the sun. Women, when you get your hair done, you make sure you check the weather. Whether the hair belongs to you or not, you still paid for it. So you check the weather. You check the app. Oh, no, it's raining. I ain't going outside, but I'll take a selfie. Click. You, you check the outside weather to make sure you can prepare for it. And if it is raining and you got to go someplace, you just you put whatever you got to cover yourself up so that you don't care what you look like at that point. You just got to protect your hair. Because you paid for it. We were in our staff meeting the other day, and I, I, I think it was Pastor Marsha and uh, Kat Kononui, and they're sitting in the front row in our staff meeting, and there's a fan blowing on them because it's super hot. And so I said, do you, do you want me to move the fan because it's going to mess your hair? And Pastor Marsha said, you know what, it's hot. My hair's going to get messy anyway, so I, no, I'd rather be cool. So I'm thinking, you actually think these things through. Women, you do. You think these things through, right? Like if you don't have air conditioning but you want your hair to stay good, you keep the windows up. You die of heat. It's like, oh, it's so hot, but oh, I look good. <laughs> you don't care. Because you, you want to be able to know what you're preparing for. If you're going to go somewhere or you need to look good someplace, you prepare. The Holy Spirit speaks what is to come. He tells you what, is, what the environment is going to look like so that you can prepare for it. He lets you know the weather, in other words. What the weather will be like. If you make this decision, this is what the weather will be like. Oh, I got to come home for dinner. Oh, what time is it? 8 o'clock. I'm supposed to be over at 6.30. Holy Spirit, what's the weather going to be like if I stay out another hour? Stormy. Ooh, I should go home then. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will speak it. It'll speak it. Just ask the Holy Spirit for help. Teenagers, when you're out late and you know you need to be home at that time, whatever time it is, 8 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock, you're going to look at your time and you're going to say, oh, what, what, Holy Spirit, what is the weather going to be like? If I go home two hours late, ooh, lightning. Okay, I'll go home now. <laughs> you, you want to obey the Holy Spirit. You want to listen because he's going to let you know what the weather will be like and what is coming up. So moving by the Spirit is what I can give, that I can give people honor, that as a husband, I'm going to give to my wife how Christ gave to the church. As a wife, you're going to give honor to your husband. See, it's, the Spirit of God is giving. The Spirit of God will constantly give. I'm going to read that again, John 16, 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. In other words, he will report it to you. He's going to let you know what's coming up so that you can move by the Spirit. 
going to ask the worship team to come up. And as we, we close tonight, I want to encourage you that when God speaks something to you, that you hear his voice and you be okay. Be okay with fighting against the flesh. You might have to do some heavy battles in the beginning, but that's okay. It's okay. Because you want him to move your hearts. I want to read to you in closing Galatians 5. Because you might ask, okay, so what does it look like then? Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. And if anyone asks you, what does the spirit of God look like? What does that mean to move by the spirit? Galatians chapter 5, I'll start from verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that none who practice such things will inherit the kingdom of God. And it almost seems discouraging. But then, here comes the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who are Christ, who belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So we don't move by the Spirit of fear. We move by the Spirit of the living God. And when you have to make a decision or you have to uh, think through, how am I going to do this? Just say, Lord, I want to move by your Spirit. I want to live by your Spirit and no matter what comes your way, no matter how difficult the situation, he will show you what you need to do, who you need to be. So that even though a fearful spirit may come your way, you switch that to moving by the spirit. Because when you move by his spirit, you're moving in his love. And love cast out, perfect love cast out all fear. So you need not be fearful. And whenever you're battling in your family or wherever you may be, just think of the fruit of the Spirit that I'm going to give love. I'm going to give joy. I'm going to give peace. I'm going to give patience. I'm going to give kindness. You're giving. That's moving by the Spirit. And you're going to see God do wonders because you're living in His Spirit and now you're moving by His Spirit. It's not a feeling. It's a choice we make to say, what can I give to you, my Lord. Amen. Would you pray with me? Let's bow our heads together. Lord Jesus, there are things that happen in our hearts that sometimes we just need to understand what moving by the Spirit is. And so help us today, Lord, not just to hear your word, but to move by your Spirit, 
that we're going to battle with fears that go on in our lives. We're going to battle with our flesh. We're going to battle with so many obstacles in our world. And we're going to see that happening. We see it every day. We see it on the news. We see wars and rumors of wars. But you said, do not be frightened. For you have overcome the world. You said that, Lord. And you meant it. That as the body of Christ, those that belong to you and those who are in your kingdom, those who have called upon your name are the only ones that will escape death and total separation from you for all of eternity. So give us the heart, Lord, to tell our family and friends not to, not to scare them, but to invite them into your kingdom through love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. That is moving by your spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name, and we all said, amen.